Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is just a quick little pre-episode bit of housekeeping. Hi, Jinxie. Hey, BL. Yeah, it's a little pre also. <laughs> You're about to hear the recording from our live show at the Malt House Outdoor Stage on the 3rd of February. But before we get there, a tiny bit of housekeeping. Jinxie's heading off to the Berlin Film Festival. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to sauna and see some movies. And go to that spooky bar from uh, Suspiria. Oh, and Tar. Go to that oh. cigar bar. Oh, apartment for sale. Um, the cigar bar from Tar. So <laughs> we're going to have, as per, a few pre-recorded episodes in the bank for while Jinxie's away. Stay tuned to our Instagram for updates on the poodles that are going to be coming out uh, so you can watch the movies before the episodes are released. But if you're a member of the Hog Hive, we've got a couple of very specifically subscriber-only special episodes. If you're not, now's a perfect time to head over to patreon.com slash also and join the Hog Hive. Yeah, we're going to be back in the same room together in March, BL. I look forward to that day. Oh, my God, the end of Q1. I'll be looking forward to seeing you, Fräulein. <laughs> Auf Wiedersehen. Tschüss. Hey. Hi, everyone. Welcome to see also. That is a long theme, isn't it? It really <laughs> I never hear it. I love it. We but... don't usually s- sit through it. <laughs> I did want us to do like an Ellen bit where you know how Ellen doesn't put her butt in the chair until the song is finished. Um, but there aren't arms on the chairs, so it just wasn't logistically possible. And I suggested pushing the, ch- the tables yeah. together to do a dance over, but Brody wasn't into it. The, the dress wouldn't make it work. Yeah, true. That's, yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much to the Mold House for hosting my birthday party. Woo! Yeah, it's a bit of a do the right thing kind of night, this heat. I love it. Yeah, I don't need my sunglasses anymore, do I? Yeah, I do. She does. It's wow. a good thing. You'll get to really see all of the uh, ins and outs of making our podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, you got an episode this morning, if you listened, and another one right now, which, you know, you might be able to hear again in a week. Yeah, it's like two and a half hours of us talking, yeah. so <laughs> apologies. Um, and I hope that you are all having a cocktail, if you are so inclined. We... Uh, planned for a a specialty cocktail from the Malthouse Bar and you can order it from your tables. It's a vodka sunset. It's the same as a sunrise, but we're here at nighttime.
custom. It's always midday somewhere or whatever, right? Yeah, I really wanted to do like a kind of Vanderpump-aligned cocktail, but ultimately I didn't want to um, support mixologist culture. <laughs> and so it's just an easy, easy mixes. Yeah, there aren't a lot of braces being worn no, at the Mont House Bar. So. No aquafava. <laughs> no aquafava. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we bring up our incredible guests, um, it just wouldn't be an episode of See Also without going through the minutia of our lives with you. <laughs> uh, so uh, I have been like left hanging, wondering what how BL you spent your birthday. I texted and she was like, I'll tell you at the show, babe. Yeah. Don't use up all the material on Tuesday when we've got an hour to fill on Saturday. <laughs> but before we get into BL's B-Day, um, I went to see the Breeders on Monday. Mm -hmm. I think Goddess is amazing. Um, but I was shocked when Josephine Wiggs talked, A, because doesn't not usually up for banter on stage. But she kind of offered up how she spent her day. And then Kelly Deal told us how she spent her day. And I was just like struck at the back going, it's us. They're, it's stealing, us. they're stealing our shit. They are stealing our gear. <laughs> The breeders. How did they spend their days? Well, Josephine Wiggs was like, and I will do the accent, because uh, you can't get at me on stage. Um, she was like, do you want to know how I spent my day? Woo! Yeah, thanks. <laughs> First I went to the gallery, and then I went to the prison. I didn't go inside, I just walked around. And then I went to the cemetery. That was it. That's how she spent her day in Melbourne. I loved it. I was like, wish I had been at one of those places. What'd you eat, Josephine? <laughs> and then Kelly Deal said, I had coffee, and then I had more coffee, and then I washed trash. And I was like, it is us, it's us. It could be, like, I don't know who is the Josephine, who's the Kelly, but on any given day, that's us. Yeah, it, it, it all comes out in the wash. It's both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you relating to more today? I feel like this week I've been very, I went to the cemetery and then I went to a prison. I mean, I didn't actually go to a cemetery or a prison, but I did recently go to the cinemas at Pentridge, which is pretty close. You went to the prison. That's literally prison. the prison. And arguably also a cemetery. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I didn't go on the history tour, but probably. I think so. Yeah. Um, but when I was watching them, I also could not stop thinking about that bit in um, High Octane. I hope that you've watched this because it's so good. It was the TV show that... Uh, Sofia Coppola and Zoe Cassavetes. Zoe Cass I always want to say Gia Carides. Anyway, high octane. I just kept thinking about it while watching The Breeders because there was a scene in it where Thurston Moore is interviewing Anna Wintour before she wore the glasses all the time to fire everyone from Pitchfork. And when she was almost a human woman. Almost a human woman. And her teenage photos look weirdly look like my teenage photos. <laughs> yeah, it's kind you, of freaky. You, you also dressed the same. She's kind of like a long necklace in a... <laughs> a Kate's doing the glasses. And like a turtleneck and she's in like a British... Um, like there's a low stone wall nearby, which is very you. I think you invented the low stone wall and I love it. Um, okay, so Thurston Moore is backstage. Oh, he's interviewing Anna and he's like, oh, you recently got Kim Deal to write for Vogue. Um, once I was backstage with her and 
she thought that her hair was too clean, so she opened up some sandwiches on the deli table, took the mayonnaise off them with her hands, and then put it through her hair, walked on stage. And that is like God-level styling. Yeah. It was like... Like Shane on the L Word couldn't do that. Yes. It was like 30 years ago, but you still kind of hope there's a bit of mayo left in her hair this week at the forum. Did you, did you do any mayo looks for your birthday? <laughs> um, sadly, no. Weirdly for me, no. No, for my birthday, I, well, I, I kind of fucked my birthday up last year. So remember how I went to Sydney? I spent four days midweek in Sydney to get a slightly cheaper raid at the Ace Hotel. I was like, I'm gonna go to an ocean bath every day and I'm gonna like eat at every restaurant I wanna go to in Sydney. I'm gonna have like a really luxe week for my birthday. I planned it, my birthday was on Monday and I left for Sydney on Tuesday. So I was kind of just like at the office, like working on my birthday, went to Sydney, went to my first ocean bath, stood on a sea urchin, got brutally sunburned, ate all the rest of my meals in the hotel, <laughs> getting room service, which was great but it wasn't restaurants. And I was in so much pain and I was red as a fucking tomato. So this year I was like, one day only birthday, <laughs> learned my lesson, being a lady of leisure. So I went to, I went and got a lovely like Japanese set breakfast with my friend for uh, breakfast. And then um, went and got my nails done. <laughs> Three hours later, left the salon um, with a really elaborate long manicure. And then I did, what did I do? Oh, then my friend Anton took me out for a very fun French dinner at Paris Go in Carlton. We ordered so much food and then we rolled our full little tummies to Cinema Nova and saw the holdovers. Oh, I haven't seen. Kate, I need you to get eyes on it because it's, it's, we need eyes on the holdovers. You, you specifically need eyes on the holdovers and the like set dressing of just vintage Christmas decorations. I'm in. It's set in 1970 at Christmas time. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. And like I'm not historically a big Alexander Payne fan. I loved Election. I remember hating The Descendants. Somersault was good, but I love Paul Giamatti. And like see also American Splendor, obviously. And also that episode of um, the Chris Gethard show, which is called The Dumpster. Is any is shout any, out for The Dumpster? Yeah, one one person knows the big reveal. Two people know the big reveal in that episode. Um, yeah, it's it's real like Paul Giamatti moment. But the guy in it, the Dominic Sessa, who has been like discovered in this film, is um, also really great. But like the soundtrack, you're gonna you're gonna if you don't like it, I don't think I know you. This is Wonka all over again. I know, it, it might be... Wait, I didn't tell you you were going to love Wonka. I just loved Wonka. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was my birthday. Well, I've got to note that it's very uh, Brodie Lancaster to have a birthday in January. It's like getting through the spreadsheet, getting through Q1. Mm -hmm. um, well, as I told my friend over dinner, I famously started the 90s. <laughs> I was born January 30th, 1990. Famously, that was me. That was all me. <laughs> My arrival. <laughs> everyone was always saying it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Well, okay, speaking of everyone always saying with smooth segue, 
do you have like a motto for the year? Like instead of, because I'm not doing resolutions, but do you have like a motto? I've got one. My girlfriend and I have one. You have a proper one. Really? I have a catchphrase for the year. I want to hear it. That's rich. <laughs> so it's kind of just like a new way of having like an attitude. Is it? Hang on. So you've got your own new catchphrase. Yeah, and I keep forgetting it. I keep forgetting it and I need to be reminded of what my catchphrase that I decided on New Year's Eve was going to be for this year. That's rich. That's rich. Your catchphrase is like genuine though and means something. Oh, I don't... Action actionable. No, well, so my girlfriend and I decided instead of having like these resolutions, and I think it was like partly because a friend of mine is, has this like monthly motto... Uh, which is... I couldn't come up with 12 <laughs> That's Riches. I think, I think she's just doing the same one, but it's like, these are her goals. She has two goals for every month. Uh -huh. Muscles and money. Ooh. It's pretty good, right? Oh, I'm very into that. Yeah, That's Rich. Um, Ooh, so, so, wait, you've adopted Muscles and Money for no, 2024? No, no, no. No, it's like, it's a little bit... Oh, it's a little bit earnest, apologies, but um, Enjoy Your Life from the Romy oh. song. It's like, yeah. it's the way to live this year. Enjoy it. Enjoy your life, babe. Yeah. That's rich. That's Enjoy your life. That's rich. <laughs> Coming from you. Just kidding. <laughs> well, that's the unspoken part of that's rich. I've taken the attitude out of it. Have I? No. no. <laughs> it needs it. It feeds on it. It needs it. Um, okay, so we're going to bring our guests out in just a min, but before we do, we need to have a quick little check-in of something that we witnessed this week, this past week on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which has really kind of driven a stake between us in a way. Oh, it's revealed our uh, differing awareness of cultural uh, figures. Merce. Oh, I mean, like show of hands for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay, so this is, there's enough. There's yeah. enough of you. Um, <laughs> could be more. There's like, you can zip through those seasons. Yeah. Anyway. There's only 13 of them. <laughs> okay, so I feel like the Scandaval from VPR is going to come up a bit later. This is my Scandaval that Sutton Strack, I'll be quick, Sutton Strack turned up with Merce Cunningham's ashes in a Ziploc bag. It was like... Could less, I don't know, could like those worlds colliding is too wild. This is like when people describe us as covering the high and the low and we resist it. This is that. <laughs> this is you caring about Merce Cunningham and me being like some dancer. I don't know. Yeah, Brody was like, and then Sutton's got this, her friend, dead friend's ashes. I don't know. This friend in a Ziploc. I've never heard of him. But like, so Merce Cunningham, like very famous modern dance choreographer partner of John Cage, not John Cale, I always get them confused. But it's like, it's just wild that a housewife ends up with like w one of like the most incredible like dancer, choreographers, like grandfather of like avant-garde dance, essentially. Yeah. W was taught by Martha Graham, Black Mountain College. Like, it's, it's, it's just me. And he's a character in a little Ziploc bag, which is how I learned about... Look, we all have a different way in. But you and Erica Girardi are the same. I'm having... I, am I alone in this? I'm having such a connection to Erica this season. She's having the best season she's had in, like, 
what, six years? I mean, there was a, there was a reason she was having bad ones, but she is just, I'm, I'm aligning with Erica every single episode. And last night when she was wasted at a dinner with people she didn't know, and she was like, Sutton has a beautiful soul. And I was like, that would be me if I was in Spain with people who I didn't fucking know. And they were like, I'm an architect and I'm a dancer. I mean, I am aligning with Crystal, which is... Wait, tell me more. I didn't know this. She's just, she's found her voice, babe. She has. I did really like when... Anne-Marie um, is a bitch. The terrible new Anna-Marie um, said, don't mistake my kindness for weakness. And Crystal, just without missing a beat, said, when have you been kind? And then the scene ended. It's so good, but Anna-Marie saying on camera that her husband told her she's not a 10 in anything... Looks, parenting, like her career, sport, nothing. Like at best a seven or an eight, I think. You dump him. Horrifying. She's a horrifying presence on my TV. Yeah. I don't enjoy it. Anyway, I think it's time. (laughs) On that note, I don't enjoy it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're so excited to welcome our guests tonight, local legends, icons, and recently minted queens of Bravo. Please welcome Stella Mosgawa and Courtney Barnett. Hi, you guys. Hi. Hi. How are you? Welcome to the stage. Thank Thank you. you. Looks good up here. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Oh, a gentle wave. (laughs) <laughs> it's not just the breeders that Jinxie saw this week, also popped over to the recital centre last night. Just down the street. Guess who? Saw the perfect show Guess by who? these two. I'm sure many of you were also there. It was stunning, so thank you for that. But we wanted to get into some special recommendations from you both. Mm-hmm. But also, you are both from Australia, different parts. Correct. You come home every now and then... Where do you go first when you first get home? Like, what's the place where you're like, I'm back in Melbourne. I've missed X and I must go and eat or drink or see it immediately. That's such a good question. Well, for a while when I would come back to Melbourne um, after tour, I would go straight to Mario's um, with Tomo and we'd try to get um, whatever time I got home, even if it was 6am flight, go straight to Mario's. And have a little pasta. He's always there. Yeah. That's very mm. classic. Mm. Stella, what about you? Is there I a Sydney Mario's? Oh, no Sydney. I don't really... Oh, maybe Fratelli Paradiso. Mm. Frat, Paz. Frat Paz. Frat Paz. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one else calls it that Frat really. Paz <laughs> Frat Paz for Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You could tell us that that's what everyone in Sydney calls everyone it. Everyone in Sydney like, calls it no. It's Frat... Yeah, yeah just popping down yeah. to Frat Paz. <laughs> Yeah, they're good. Is there a place when you go to to commune, like when you've been away? In Melbourne? Yeah. Like Chibi's kind of a, is it a cliche to say lamb lamb? 
in Northcote. Like it really scratches an itch. Lemon's a Vietnamese restaurant on High Street. I saw Courtney there once, years ago. We ran into each other at Lam Lam. I used to live down the road. I used to go there a lot. I was listening to a podcast you were on and then I walked into the restaurant and I was like, pause. <laughs> she knows. Was it, there's another one, right? Is it it two? moved. Okay. It's opposite Northcote Plaza now and mm. I don't know what it is, but the vibe's different. Food's, food's the same. Food's just as good. I haven't been in a while. Yeah. I should visit. What What's happened to Chibi after Harry Styles went no there? No photos. Did something happen? Stella, no, but th there's no. like a no photo policy now post Harry Styles. But I don't, okay. I'm convinced Harry Styles didn't start this. Who did? Mm. I think Chibi just put up photos saying, a sign saying oh. don't take photos. Right. And the A, Harry Styles toured Australia a year ago, February last year. Those signs were in the Age newspaper, not to call them out, but they reported on... Harry Styles' fever makes influencers banned at Jimmy in November. And they were like, people can't get a table because everyone's going here because Harry Styles did. I was like, it was nine months ago and you can famously always get a table at Jimmy. I just think that Harry Styles... Are <laughs> good that's answer. A, that's a power move. That's a power move either way, just putting that sign up. Yeah, also... Good move. I've taken photos at Jimmy in the last three months and no one's said or done anything. Yeah. They had little jokes on their menus at Christmas time, had to take a pic. Anyway. Oh, that's asking for it. I was asking, I was asking to be banned. Where would I go if I was banned from Chibi? No, the jokes were, uh, you know, they're asking to be photographed. Truly. Truly. It's content. And they've just expanded. They can deal with things. It's like painting wings on a wall of a building. You're asking people to take photos. <laughs> Stand here and think about someone you love. <laughs> oh. I feel like we have to move straight into our screen recommendations because it's gonna we're gonna spend a little while there and I don't we there's nothing we can rush through. Absolutely mm -hmm. not. So we are Stella and Courtney, their first time on the podcast. It's a, it's actually a huge career moment for them. Um, <laughs> so we asked Courtney and Stella to bring tonight some of the movies and TV shows that they are obsessed with, revisiting, spending a lot of time on. Um, you know, like. Desert Island picks are usually songs, but like, if you're stranded on a desert island, you listen to all your songs in like 15 minutes. So we need a little more time with your selections mm. on the screen. Mm. And I feel like reality is a good place to start. It's been occupying quite a lot of your time and brain space lately. Very Tell us true. about your, your kind of entry point into reality television. Your journey. Where it's taken mm. you recently. Into the Bravo sphere. I feel like you um, started the reality. <laughs> yeah, you, um, you, you suggested some, uh, either Beverly Hills, maybe? Maybe. Like you'd seen it and then recommended it. Yeah. It was a moment of inspiration. I think it was just time. You know, it's time it's in everyone's time. life to start the housewives journey, as you most, most of you know. What was your in? Yeah. Like, where did you start? Beverly Hills, mm -hmm. season one. Yeah. Yeah. And... We grew so attached to Lisa Vanderpump that we immediately abandoned the Housewives franchise completely and moved on to Vanderpump from start to finish. You mm. kind so of followed that backdoor pilot. Is that right? As Sheena like walks into Sir and starts fighting with yes. the girls and then yes. you just kept following that little crisis yeah. machine through yeah. the next 10 years of her life. It was the most exciting thing that had happened on screen thus far. Yeah. And we went there. Yeah. <laughs> And I think in, in, in Real Housewives, 
I only ever got up to whatever maybe that season is where it where it introduces the new show, which was maybe I don't know 2011. So all yeah. the stuff you guys are talking about, I don't know what that is yet. I'm like uh, ten yeah, years behind. You haven't met Sutton yet. The Ashes. Okay. No idea. She'll yeah. come. The dancer. No idea. You'll see. Him. <laughs> Everyone meets Sutton at the time they were supposed to. <laughs> um, so I guess Vanderpump has been like a giant journey for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. um, I did a binge a few years ago and have since been watching it kind of as it airs. And this week is it's kind of a notable week for the Vanderpump community. Um, we got the first post scandal season premiered this week. Big one. And so Big you're, ep. like, watching along with the fans for the first time. You're it's people. Huge. Yeah. How many of you are, are watch, have watched it live as it's been happening? The <laughs> Vanderpump series, like, the whole seasons. Got it. <laughs> All of the seasons. <laughs> All Got it. Has everyone watched it post, like, post-air? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe like, no like, one does, and this is... Because <laughs> this feels very new to me. Because yeah. we've been watching things from 2010. I feel like I watched for about uh, th three to four seasons in two weeks over yeah. Christmas. <laughs> oh, and you knew quick. that you knew that Scandival was coming, mm. but you didn't know yet what it was. But you had a few theories. Can you kind of run us through where your head was before you learned that it was kind of just a cheating scandal? Yeah. So I, every time someone would talk about it, they would be really um, shocked that I didn't know what it was and I hadn't ever read about it. And then. Everyone was making this big deal about it, and and it, and it seemed like it was bigger than, um, than 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 I don't know what I what I could have thought it was. So I, yeah, I, I went into like I thought it was kind of a money laundering thing through the bars, and then maybe they got like into something really illegal, and 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 then someone had told me that it had been on the news, like or maybe maybe a CNN, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe it was. You know, something illegal, maybe mm -hmm. someone died, I don't know. So it was, I went, I thought maybe someone was having an affair with Lisa Vanderpump. Mm. Or with Ken. Or with Ken. <laughs> yeah. Not me, but, you know, it could happen. Using happened. Schwartz and Sandys as a cover for something, because <laughs> it's definitely not an operating restaurant. No. It well, must be a front. Can I tell you my favourite, um, one of Courtney's theories, was that um, Schwartz and Sandy's was um, a cover-up for a sex den that Greg <laughs> was running. I mean, if yeah. only. If, if only, only that was that actually the so scandal. <laughs> I know, it's so disappointing that it's just like a two people bar. cheating. Sleeping like... with a younger woman behind his girlfriend's back. <laughs> In retrospect, not that dramatic. No. Can I reveal something shocking? Mm. And then we can move on from Vanderpump, I'm so sorry. Um, I could stay here all night. Um, <laughs> and she has. I, I will and I, I might. You could all leave. I'll just keep going. Um, I'm listening to Rachel's podcast. Raquel. And it is gripping. <gasps> Rachel Savannah Levis, as she introduced herself in every episode, it's called Rachel Goes Rogue. And when it was announced, I was like, girl, podcasting is not the medium for you. I'm Raquel. Hey, guys. <laughs> it is so good and so juicy because she is not under any more contracts and she is airing dirty laundry. Is she monologuing? Does she, she have guests? She has producers who are asking her questions. Wow. And she got such pointed feedback in the, from the first two episodes where people were like, why do you laugh while you talk about 
ruining people's lives. <laughs> and so then she got on like a psychiatrist in the third episode to be like, why do I laugh when I talk about <laughs> uncomfortable things? And it was, it's gripping. It's like, you know, sometimes a podcast comes up in your feed and you're like, I'll listen to it later. Rachel Goes Rogue is a must-listen immediate drop for me. Noted, noted. I'm as surprised as you are. Okay, you're doing See Also's Live, I like it. We're moving on. <laughs> We're moving on, that's BPR. Okay, one uh, show that you mentioned recently, which I have not delved into, but it's got the best title of any reality show, Milf Manor. <laughs> Let's get a little count of who here has watched. Any Milf any... Manor heads? Even oh, a single yeah. episode, that's three people. Four. Tono's got two hands up, so... It's pretty, that's actually more than I thought. More than I expected. I watched the first 14 yeah. minutes of episode one. That's good. Then I turned it off. I felt very uncomfy. Yeah. Yeah, Why? Can, can you explain the premise yes. of this? Yes. Okay. That'll answer your question. Um, okay. Basically, um, it's a group of uh, older ladies, single ladies, looking for love. Um, and they have a penchant for younger men. Um, but what they don't know is... Oh, and all of them are mothers. It's a very important detail. That's the M. Uh, that's the M in MILF. Uh, and, but what they don't know... Okay, so they're, on, they're in a manor in an exotic part of Mexico, and they're about to meet the, um, their love interests, and it is revealed that it is all of their sons. Twist, big twist. And not only do they have to watch their sons flirt with all the other women vying for the young man's attention, they also share a room with their mother. The mother and son are roommates for the whole season. And it, let me tell you, it's deeply unsuccessful. <laughs> It's one of the worst reality TV shows I've ever seen, and you have to watch it. <laughs> what do you put it down to? Is it the fact that they have to share a room together? Is that the unsuccessful it, yeah, part? Yeah, it doesn't work because there's not a lot of sex in it, unsurprisingly. Um, there's three, I think, three awkward drunk kisses through the entire season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, it really flopped. Really, really bad, yeah. And it's they, very awkward. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, you don't say. You know a show isn't really working where they have a lot of games, like seven or eight games? It's like parties An also, episode. I have to say. Yeah. One of the games is each of the women is um, blindfolded and all of the young men slash their boys, their sons. Their sons. Their boys. Um, <laughs> Um, they're all topless, and the game is that the, the women have to touch their bodies um, blindfolded and guess which one is their son. And then if they win, they, they um, I don't know, they win points or whatever. However, the system they win the works. game. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. The thing I love the most is that we watched it with our friend, and, um, and we paid $3.99 or whatever it is for the first episode. We're like, let's give it a go. And then. We never bought the full season. We just, each, each week we'd get together. It was like our fun thing that we all did together. And we, we kept just paying three ninety nine per episode instead of $10 for the season or yeah. something. We spent like a good $75 watching Milf Manor on Prime. recurring charges on your credit card. Yeah. <laughs> it's this. All the, because I started watching it today and I turned it off when the boys arrived and I saw the first boy try to flirt with a 
a mum, not his, mm, not his but yeah. his mum was kind of watching and listening, mm-hmm. like she was seeing how seeing how well he was doing or seeing how well the other woman who she had just sized up as competition was kind of receiving her son's advances. Receiving. <laughs> and the titles of all the episodes are like, they've put the word MILF into a song lyric. So episode one is MILF said knock you out. <laughs> like they don't even make sense. They just had a lot of That's fun great. concocting so this show. Yeah. Also, the co- what were you about to say about the creator? Yes. Take it away, Courtney. I was doing some reading one day about MILF Manor and um, I found an article with one of the producers and someone was asking her, you know, they were saying, how'd you come up with the concept, the names, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit maybe on the nose or whatever. And she was like, well, my son, the, how I came up with the show was that my son actually told me what, um, that the, that the, the name, the word MILF means um, mother I'd love forever. No. So I didn't That's think it was sweet. a problematic, <laughs> you know. What's wrong with MILF? Smile my love forever. I think it's lovely. Yeah, That's a different kind of no. show. Yeah. That's still weird. It, it really is title first concept a hundredth, you oh, know? Yes, yes. Absolutely. It's a shame to hear that that doesn't work out, but... I feel like I still need to watch this. It's so entertaining. I almost want to watch it more knowing it doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. I would have been upset watching it knowing I was going to be watching MILFs and their boys. Yeah. There's no season two. (laughs) Let's be clear. (laughs) It's like Real Housewives of Auckland. (laughs) So you guys are back in Melbourne at the same time that you've been revisiting a kind of reality classic set here as well. Real Housewives of Melbourne. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I've been falling asleep through most of the episodes. Are you season one still, or...? Yep. Yes. Who are you identifying with the most? Ben Gillies. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Ben? Ben, I love Ben. Ben Gillies. He's so cute. Doesn't he look like Johnny Depp? <laughs> Johnny fucking Depp. My Just husband, Ben from Silverchair. <laughs> love it. Shine, shine, shine. Uh, He's a rock star. He's a rock star. Yeah. Anyway. um, But enjoying? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's not much more you can say about Real Housewives of Melbourne, (laughs) is there? No. It gets really sad when Gina's not there anymore, though. Yeah. But you've got a few years before... I like Gina. A few seasons before that happens. We had to wait Mm. years. You've also been really into a cult lately. Joined a... Haven't joined a cult, but watching... We joined a cult. A cult... Yeah, we've been uh, fascinated by a cult from a few years ago. Has anyone seen Lovers One? Mother no. God. Oh, wow. I okay. haven't also, so I've put out. Mm. I was going to do like a no spoilers, but also it's a cult Ooh. with celebrities involved. I don't think we can do too many spoilers, that but let's. Yeah. You can look that up. Let's say that easily. somebody. Okay, so base, the basic premise is um, a lady who used to be a manager at a McDonald's in, I don't know, rural California. Um, decided that she was, in fact, God and called herself Mother God and um, essentially took so much colloidal silver that she turned herself blue. That's the spoiler-free version. (laughs) Yeah. But it's very good. And it involves Robin Williams in a very strange twist. Yeah. They download information from Robin Williams from heaven. 
Oh, it's oh, it's he's dead in it. Oh yeah, he's dead. Oh I yeah, yeah, this yeah, was yeah. Like a, he's one I of the look. angels. Yeah. He's she's one got, of the. She's got lots of famous randomly selected angels, right? Yeah. She's kind of does one like of them is actually Donald Trump, as well. Yeah. This sounds the very Jackie-esque, actually. Mm. She's got her little angels. I really like the the very start of Love Has Won. The series is like police body. This isn't a spoiler. It's the first minute of the show. Police body cams coming to the house, being, and they've clearly been there before. They're like, "Hey, we've just got to check in." And the guy who opens the door is like, yep, sure, the children are asleep. And they're like, where's mother? <laughs> like, the police are on first name basis, yes. mother. Mother God. And the guy at the door just goes, mother is in rest. She has rested. And what, what the visual of a mother God at rest who has turned herself blue from ingesting silver, you're not prepared. You're not prepared for the visual. <laughs> no, it's the first five minutes. But this isn't like an inspire. I feel like this isn't a chic, inspiring cult. It's like a wild documentary. But like there are some very... Well, Jinxie, you love a kind of very hippie alfalfa sprouts kind of group of people living together, pulling their money. Yeah. I'm permanently like a couple of days away from joining. If I met the right, the right person. The right pitch and you're in. <laughs> yeah, I, I truly think I could. I'm wearing a necklace that I actually paid good money for um, at a meet and greet with my favourite um, Southern California-based cult. Actually, they're not a cult, they're the, um, an academy of science. They're the Unarians. And the Unarians? The Unarians. Oh. And they made psychodramas. Anyway, they sell their own jewellery. Sorry, they made, like, movies? Yeah, they made their... Yeah, they had their own cable channel. Very cool. These are very cool people. How All dressed in jewel tones. How many retrospectives have you done of their films? They're impossible. They're very hard to see. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I went to see them in LA. It was just fabulous. And then I met them and I was like... I don't get starstruck very often, but I truly was starstruck. Like, I, was, I could barely speak to one of them. What do the Unarians kind of subscribe to? Um, they are very connected to their past lives and think that they can deal with their trauma of their past lives through making art. It's really beautiful, actually. I've got some paraphernalia as you're leaving the venue tonight. I don't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Some literature. <laughs> some literature. We'll leave you with some literature under your, under your chairs. Yeah. But um, I've got some great, great cult information. I don't know. Um, but my favourite bit of, like, outer space cult, because, like, the one that you're watching is, like, kind of outer it's, space. It's pretty galaxy yeah. brain. Um, I thought you might be interested that heaven, the Heaven's Gate cult, mm. yes. who ended in 1997... The last film they went to see was Mike Lee's uh, Secrets and Lies. Like, what? they saw it the day before. I don't think that that's what made them do it, but <laughs> it's a beautiful it film. So What's the bad. film about? Any crossover? No, it's two women talking. It's just like our podcast. And they were all like, I'm out of here. <laughs> this is insufferable. Like, this is the future. <laughs> Let's put on our Nikes Ew. and get out of here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> anyway, moving on from cults. You've also been enjoying some uh, some some Nathan content. Nathan's oh, been yes. occupying your Definitely. your lives for a while. Yep, I've just finished the curse. Uh, woo. <laughs> yep. Kind of an impossible to. Yeah, I've banned spoiler discussion uh, on this one. 
respond to show I found. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Well, Brody and I have watched the whole thing, right? Yeah. I have one episode left, so I am very dangerous position. Terrifying. I have all episodes you left, <laughs> which is even more dangerous, one might say. But the yeah. fun bit is you have the best hour of the show left. Oh, yeah. Kate was like, I'm going to catch up and then we can talk about it on the podcast. And I was like, do not binge this show. Yeah, don't I don't, I don't want that for you. I don't feel like it's emotionally healthy. Definitely <laughs> no. not. Do you have, like, we're talking, like, lots of shows that you're currently watching, but if you were on a desert island mm. and you were stuck with one television show forever, do you have one? Milf Manor. Milf Manor. Yeah. <laughs> Season one. Over and over and over again. <laughs> it's giving you what you want. Absolutely. In some um, ways, they were stuck on a desert island. They were, yeah. A very beautiful one. Um, Twin Peaks, Yeah, probably, for me. But only seasons one and three. <laughs> Sorry, Kate. Yeah. I, I know. Yeah, I love spot. that season two, yeah. that silly two. It's just like 37 episodes long, and it's not necessarily good. Yeah. yeah. But one and three for me. I, um, met the first thing I thought of was, remember that show Midnight Gospel? It's like an animated mm. show on Netflix and I often, I often re-watch it because, um, because I just, my focus is so bad so I never like take everything in. So every time I re-watch it, it's like I'm watching it again for the first time <laughs> and, or, or seeing something new. Um, so that is my answer. Great show. It's called Midnight Great Gospel. Show. What's it yeah. about? Um, so it's animated by the... Who are the people again? I think it's the people that did Adventure Time. Oh. Yeah. And it's... Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to forget everything. Who's the guy? <laughs> um, Duncan T. Russell. Duncan T. Russell. Oh. It's like his podcast, but they did an animated version of it. Yeah, and he kind of... But it's insane. He, he interviews people for his podcasts. I often do this. I'm like, who's the late the, the actor who's the la uh, the lady David Bowie? Um, Tilda. Tilda Swinton. <laughs> and sometimes I forget, but I remember something. It's like a a clue. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> just a tiny clue. Um, but yeah, Duncan T. Russell. Um, he interviews people often, kind of. Philosophers, or um, I don't know, it's always a really just. I feel like the conversations he has are really beautiful and kind of spiritual, and um, and then they're animated in this really, um, really incredible way, but very kind of um, like different universes. He's going to different universes. Um, yeah, it's great. I need to watch it. Yeah, it's I've really never even good. heard of it. Mm. The last last episode is particularly good. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's a tearjerker. Yeah. Oh, what about you? I feel like, okay, me on a desert island, mm. first of all, I would just lay down and wait for, like, the universe to take me. It's like an apocalypse. It's like, how would you survive? I wouldn't. I'd stay still. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I, co I couldn't do it. But if I were there and there was a TV, like, the boring answer is, like, Gilmore Girls. Yeah, that's because it great. is my comfort. There, and also there's so much of it. 
which is that's key. Desert Manor, potential. You'd be hard pressed, yeah. but Twin Peaks, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah be fine. Twin Peaks season two, you could just take yeah, that I'll one. Just do that one <laughs> for um, a few years. You become really fond of it by the end. Stella <laughs> the other day said, told me that I could just watch se- episodes one and the finale of season two of Twin Peaks, and in the middle, just watch like a YouTube explainer. <laughs> yeah, it's like, six minutes long. It goes through all 27 episodes <laughs> of season two. I highly recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to say justice for Josie, but, you know. <laughs> but I think my, I mean, I don't want to half on it. I think it might be Vanderpump Rules. Yes. Because I think it truly is like a modern day kind of like tragic yeah. fame story. It's like Showgirls over 11 seasons or something. These people who move to LA, like the first episode of that show is like, I'm going to run a record label and then like I'm a model and like I make films and I'm an actor. We all just bartend here to like make ends meet. We're the hottest, Chris and Dodie, the hottest, (laughs) coolest people in LA. And then like the show gets famous and they get famous for being on the show. And so then they just have to work at a restaurant as their fame job. Crazy. Sheena in season two when she just started wearing like big glasses with no lenses to get attention, walking around on a crutch and had just one grey tooth. <laughs> Perfect Halloween costume. I've been in and out on VPR, as we all know, but yeah. I do love that episode or that, like, arc of my, unlike you, the actress girl with the excellent voice. Laura Lee. Laura Lee. <laughs> oh, bring, wow. bring her back. Although, don't. I want her to be safe. Yeah. Psychically safe. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good one. What's yours? Mine's, like, embarrassing, but I think it has everything. I was thinking about it on the way here. It's got everything. It's got, like, drama and comedy, thriller, nighttime scenes, and... Nighttime scenes. And also, like, a mystery. It's the L word. Wow. We don't know who killed Jenny, you know? Like, we still don't know. So I could be on that desert island. I could figure it out. That's is there a I'd murder mystery? Pardon? Is there a murder mystery in it? Yeah, Jenny gets... Oh, Jenny gets found in the pool. Oh, I don't... I've never First watched it. First episode of the final it. season. Oh, never my God. It. What's the theme okay. song again, Kate? No. Learning, living, <laughs> fucking... Talking, loving, 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 loving. I'd like to change my answer to sh- um, Shark Tank. Okay. Oh, okay. Because there's so right. many episodes. Yeah. It would really... Yeah. And yeah. I love it. It's What's your... Great. Who's your favourite shark? Um, I like the lady with the short hair. Tilda Swinton. (laughs) What's her name? Tilda Swinton. (laughs) Naomi Watts, we don't know. Was there, um, I I sometimes, (laughs) my guilty pleasure is watching like couponing videos that are uploaded from TLC, the channel that made MILF Manor on YouTube, but I've watched them all now. And so sometimes I do just type in like inventions and then the word shark tank and watch like the scrub daddy guy pitching scrub daddy to <laughs> the shark. shark tank? Yeah. I, I, I love scrub daddy. And the way yeah, he I've sells it, I watched it and I was like, there are so many ways to use my scrub daddy and I didn't even know. I've got a scrub puppy. The smile is to clean your spoons. What? The smile of the daddy is to put your spoon in and it just wipes your spoon clean. You can put it in the dishwasher. Oh my God, we are all learning. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, this is what you tune in for, right? <laughs> How to clean spoons. Absolutely. <laughs> Should we do our... Uh, Get on to our also. Our also. final segment. This is flying. Wow. <laughs> all right, should we do our bit, our little um, sting? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ready? Three, two, one. 
Harvey Sutherland original. It's, it's kind of like the lacquer version of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, move over G flip. <laughs> We're in town. So we have asked our special guests, Courtney and Stella, to prepare two also-alsos for everybody this evening. Courtney, do you want to start? Sure. Um, let me think. Um, so, I picked uh, a restaurant. Uh, it's in, it's not in Melbourne. That's all right, That's right? It's fine. It's Tom Tom? It's not Tom Tom. Is it Sir? <laughs> it's not Sir. Um, Pump. But I really want to go to all those places. Um, no, it's in, uh, so I've been living in Joshua Tree and there's uh, this amazing restaurant called La Copine in a place called Flamingo Heights. And I just wanted to share it in case anyone's ever passing through. Save it on your Google Maps and go there because it's beautiful, uh, wonderful people own it and it's really good food. Is there a particular dish that we should be getting? Um, uh, they change it kind of regularly, but, oh, they do this shrimp roll prawn. You know, they call them shrimp. You're allowed to say um, shrimp when you're That's in really good. You're you allowed. still say water correctly, <laughs> so it's okay. Uh, that, that's yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Um, Stella, you've got one from me. first one. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do a YouTube video. We talked about it at dinner the other night. Um, it's from the vaults. Uh, it's the 2000s, uh, well, the year 2000 ARIA Awards where Madison Avenue performed a medley of everything you need and who the hell are you with the famous glass of chilled water. We're actually paying tribute. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be drinking from them Just in tribute to Madison, Madison Avenue. Down there. Yes, Cheers. thank you, Connie. <laughs> thank you, Connie. Um, for the listeners of the podcast, Courtney and Stella just put their glasses at the front of the stage, a la the ARIA Awards in the year 2000. <laughs> Leave a link in the uh, show notes. For it's that one, one of the most tragic things ever committed to tape. Yeah, it is. Tragic, but aspirational. I think it's great. I think it's, I think it's great. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a beautiful shot though when the camera mm. really picks it up. Mm -hmm. I think it's stunning cinematography. I, yeah. yeah. I work in film, guys. <laughs> Do you think the cloudiness is from the temperature of the oh, glass, the water? It's or the... hurriedly filled from a tap. Okay, all right. Hasn't, the sediment hasn't had a chance to settle before mm. it got its shining moment. I, I agree. Are we getting any recognition for this? Has people seen this video? Okay, great, perfect. Do we need to explain? It is a glass like of water on a stage. Yeah, <laughs> it's inexplicable. Is there anyone here that can organise a short documentary to be made about that night? We need like an oral history. Yeah, like oral yeah. history, interviewing oh, that... the camera people. Courtney, I feel stage like if manager. you, if you, over the, <laughs> any of us here, audience, I'm assuming included. If anyone's going to reach out to Madison Avenue and get their side of the story, I think we know who it's going to be. Stella. <laughs> <laughs> it's my job. <laughs> I'll get it done. Um, Brody, do you want to do your first one? My first one is an album out on local favourite chapter music next week here in the live audience, but that's by the time this episode comes out, this album will be out. It's called Eurinda, and it's the self-titled 
album by the group, also called Yurinda. Why did I find that so tricky to describe? It's a self-titled album. Um, <laughs> Yurinda is a duo uh, comprising Fred Leone, a butchler, songman, and Samuel Pankhurst, who produces and scores lots of like contemporary dance works, a la, you know who, Merce. Um, but not. Um, and this album is incredible. I've been listening to it heaps. It combines like really like modern lush production with Fred's ancient um, First Nations language. And he's one of only three songmen who speaks, uh, kind of one of only three songmen from the Butchler people. Um, and it's this really kind of endangered language spoken by only a few people in like the Fraser Coast region of Queensland. And it's out on our fave chapter music next week. Beautiful. Highly recommend. Yeah. My first one is the book Stoneyard Devotional by Charlotte Wood. It's her latest fiction. Um, we both loved The Weekend. Um, but this one is about a woman who returns to her regional hometown in New South Wales after her mum dies. She leaves her husband and uh, ends up living with sisters of the nun variety. And uh, she's not religious herself, um, but she's kind of living this very quiet life for a time. We don't know how long. And uh, she writes really beautifully about like the harsh Australian environment. It's really incredible. And um, the grisly and mundane hospital stuff, um, religious fervor, her like issues with the sisters and what they believe, um, need for escape. But, the best thing about it is that she nails the smell of a mouse plague. I, uh, oh. <laughs> if anyone lived through the mouse plague of Dubbo a couple of years ago, I was Hands? there for a family anyone? wedding. Anyone? It's all you could smell. It's all you could smell. Wow. Yeah, they were everywhere. Haunting. Haunting. Anyway, she really nails the the, the odor of the mouse plague, and I just I didn't expect to come across that in my life, and I'm really glad that I did. What's the book called again? Stoneyard Devotional. Courtney, it's we're up to you. Your next one. Okay, mine. Um, <laughs> mine is uh, just a simple YouTube throwback because um, I feel like we we went down a YouTube hold the other day. Um, and uh, it's one of my favourite videos, and it's Cheryl Crow and Stevie Nicks, and they're wow, and they're doing a duet of um, of oh my god, what's the song? Strong enough. <laughs> yeah, strong enough, not strong enough. Um, are you strong enough to be my man? And it's very beautiful. And I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I rewatched it, and I love it. Recommend. Great. I did that song at karaoke once, and it is slow and hard and emotional. <laughs> <laughs> the but best kind of karaoke. It was one of those song. karaoke rooms where it's an audience of strangers, oh. and everyone's really performing. And I was like, God, I feel like hell tonight. <laughs> quavery little boy. <laughs> that happened to me in Brand New Key once, and it was in like an open, yeah, band. ballet, Melanie. Yeah, you really, you think of songs differently when you've got to perform them. <laughs> you sure do. It's news. That's a fact you guys yeah. can, you know, it's news to you. Stella, what's your Hello. second one? Um, okay, mine is a uh, place, landmark, also in Joshua Tree, California. Uh, it's called the Integratron. I don't know if anyone's oh, been yeah. there before. 
Uh, it's basically a structure in the middle of nowhere in the desert, and it was built by a man named George Van Tessel, and he apparently communicated with aliens from the planet Venus. You know about this. Yeah, I've been It's nodding a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, was told to build this structure on this very specific part of uh, the Mojave Desert where some aquifers meet and there's a lot of electromagnetic activity. And it was supposed to basically be a time machine or reverse the aging process. But he died before he finished it. And now they do cool sound baths in there <laughs> with, like, blankets and stuff. It's great. It's, a, it's beautiful. It's very beautiful. You can go to Big Rock nearby in oh, yeah, Giant Rock, yeah. Mm -hmm. And see close. where people who were uh, abducted mm -hmm. or visited mm -hmm. used to go and have meetings and talk about it. Yep. It's beautiful. Very cool. Must see. Anyway, um, Brody. <laughs> I'm scrapping my planned second one because I feel like the vibes of abductions and cults lead into a recommendation of uh, the thing Jinxie gave me for my birthday this week, which is the graphic novel Monica by Daniel Klaus. And I received it on Wednesday and I have finished it already. And it is incredible. Like Daniel Klaus, we did a Ghost World episode of the pod and talked a lot about his work um, outside of that film and graphic novel uh, last year. Um, and this is just like his magnum opus, like on the surface, a, a daughter hunting down her mother who abandoned her as a child, but the places it goes and like how it deals with kind of like memory and imagination and fantasy and also like culty, apocalypsy, like gothic themes and like maybe the decline of America? TBD. Um, I'm, I'm like prepping time in my calendar to go down like Reddit rabbit holes to like see what people are saying about it. It is so good. Every time you say prepping, I'm like, she's just gonna full stop at prepping. Like I'm prepping, like I'm gonna be a prepper. I mean, it wouldn't surprise anyone, I don't think. I like I to be it. organized for anything. <laughs> That's true, that is very true. What's the last one, Jinxie? Um, my last one is a local one. It's the uh, vegan pistachio ice cream or sorbet from Peter Pippo. I don't know if all the Peter Pippos stock it, but it is like <laughs> truly the, truly the best, like, pistachio is my fave. It is the best uh, vegan pistachio ice cream I've ever had. Um, once my uh, girlfriend Zoe brought home some vegan ice cream and we, we were like, this is amazing. We were like, this is the best vegan ice cream. We ate so much, like, whole tub kind of situation. Just like, this is, I cannot believe it's so good. I wonder what is in it, what the secret ingredient is it? Dairy? It was dairy. <laughs> We were just like, how did they get it to be so good? They didn't bother. It was just ice cream. Anyway, this is as good as that. Love it. Well, that's, um, that's all our also's, but we, we, there is a bonus one. Jinxie uh, curated the playlist you were listening to as you came in, and as per, the link will be on our socials and in the show notes. It is an especially good Jinxie playlist, if I can oh, say thank it. thank you. It's going to be on the Instagram stories the second I walk off the stage. Perfect. The cover image is maybe my favourite part. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming. Thank you to the Mold House for having us, and especially thank you to Courtney and Stella. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you.